0: People of Earth, we have come to upgrade your Cosmic Consciousness. DNA activation ready
1: in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Luke Quinto. I'm Craig Anderson. Today what we're going to do is we're going to cover the topic of are you getting a good return on investment on your learning and your training uh, programs that you're providing to your employees. And three of the topics that we're going to cover that will help flush this out is going to be one, increasing awareness and informing, uh, two, setting employees up for success, and lastly to incorporate accountability into your training to ensure
0: that you're getting a good return on investment. So. Great. why don't you take the first one? Sure, increase awareness and inform. I, mean, I think that we're all aware that people want training, but I'm not sure everybody really understands the value of it. People, I think there's a sense, especially in environments I came from, especially in, really when you get into things like compliance, it's, you know, here's a video training and everybody's aware there's video training. Diversity, you've talking diversity training. Diversity like training, compli- like corporate compliance, right. financial compliance. Those are all out there, but are they really informing anybody or are they just checking the box? And I think there's a difference between awareness and value of education, the ROI of it, and making sure that people are going through something so you can say, We've got that coming yeah and one of the things
1: i find particularly that it's a significant portion of my business is that when it when it comes to training programs uh training is one of those areas of an expense that people have a hard time putting uh a tracking from the expense side to the return on investment side and i think that's the big question particularly when you get a situation in the economy when there's a downturn in the economy yeah. and money becomes tight training and advertising are the two first things you go. And the fact that you're going to provide training to your employees and the attitude or the uh, analogy I like to provide is that if you're going to buy a machine uh, for your company and you're going to maintain that machine. Well, people are like machines. You need to maintain them because you just can't hire them one day and then expect them to continue to be professional their entire time, particularly since everything changes so quickly. Uh, you know, in the industry, no matter what industry, technology, things are changing. Uh, we've got to keep, just like our machines up to date, we've got to keep our employees up to date. And so when it comes to training programs, there needs to be, and going back to our, our topic here, it, it, and an awareness of the information of why we're putting people through training. But it's not just with the people who are going through training. I find it's, it's got to be with the managers too, because the manager's making expense usually on their budget side of to put three people through training, it's coming out of, you know, my budget. And we just check, as you say, check the box right. that okay, they went to training.
0: So boom, we're done. Well I think there's a day, you know, I you know, me sitting in when I'm leading a team or when I was running my business to sit there and say, I've got ten thousand dollars on the budget line. And somebody comes in and says, hey, we'll do this training and it's six thousand dollars right you know it was always a struggle in a frame of reference to say okay is this worth six thousand dollars am i going to get six thousand dollars worth of value out of this right. and i think it's incumbent upon managers when you're thinking about when you have staff that say hey i want training or even if you want training for your team what is the return you want as a leader am i trying to get an increase in sales that's why i'm doing training sales training i think sales training is the easiest one to justify right because the sales training guy will come in and they'll tell you hey your sales will increase x percent on average right. so that's pretty easy but when you start getting into some of the softer skills that are important, sure. you know, when we talk about, you know, what's the value of, we talked here about training on the different generational differences. Yeah. What is, you know, what is there? Am I looking for an increased return on that? Or am I really just looking to get rid of a headache and I'll pay anything, to get rid of the headache that I'm dealing with? And I think it's incumbent upon managers to understand why am I paying for this in the first place and what do I want to get out of it? Because that's ultimately how you have to define value. Right. Otherwise you go through training, you're like, well, what did I get? Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, next, uh, setting employees up for success.
1: Uh, and again, I'm going to speak from my perspective. Uh, employees come to a training program. Some of the things I see right off the bat it, it, and I hear, I can sense is that one, even though you're in training class, you're still responsible for what's back at the desk. Right. And so you've got people who are sitting in training programs, either in a classroom training or even CBT type training, computer-based training, uh, where what they're doing is they're multitasking. And so I'm, I'm, if I'm up there teaching, I'm seeing people who are on their laptop sending emails and everything like that. That's not setting the employee up for success. Right. They're telling them they've got to keep both feet you know, or one foot in both bucket daily work that yeah. needs to be done and training work. The other thing too is setting up employees for success is to create a, an expectation. Uh, a lot of times I see people sit there in class and go, well, this is all good stuff, but I can't apply it where I work. My manager and people, the rest of the people around me won't let me do it. And if that mentality exists right off the bat, you're not setting employees up for success.
0: No, and I think you know, if you really want to take the bold move on this is, you know, start the, set the line when they walk in the door, no laptops, no phones. Get people's attention for Okay, let's be realistic now. But, <laughs> so let's take it back. Because for <laughs> most people, that phone is part of their body. Absolutely, but you know because this doesn't just happen. I joined Orange Theory Fitness, and their rule is no phones on the floor. and right. It's an hour, so set it up for an hour. Is that an advertisement, by the way. Yeah, well, it's not an advertisement for Orange Theory, but you know, uh, at any rate. But the amazing thing to me is they get adults of all ages to set their phone down for an hour, right? And you know, I'm in a lot of gyms where it's like you see people all day in there. So let's set up realistic time frames, right? Give them an hour. Say, all right, for an hour, but here's the breaks for you to go back and do business. Because I agree. You know, when you're sitting in training, there's lots of things coming at you. Mm-hmm. But you know, if, it, if an issue's come up that's such a crisis that someone needs you in a 60-minute window, they'll come find you. Right, right. Everybody knows you're in training. Someone will find you. But set it up so there's increments for success. Right. We'll work this, then you get to relief. And I think you know, there's nothing worse. You know, even if you're not training in any front of any crowd, entertaining whatever, and you look out and everybody's like this. Yeah it's disheartening to the trainer, frankly, no one's getting anything out of it. So, you know, take the bold move right. and really say, hey, this is how valuable this is to me. Mm-hmm. As a leader, we're going to actually tell you, leave it alone for an hour. Right. And see, one of the things I definitely would suggest is a, I,
1: a practice that I've been doing for many years now is that when I took a training class, every hour we take a 15-minute break. A lot yeah. of people I know who do training don't do that. They'll keep people in there from 8 o'clock till 10 o'clock, and at 10 o'clock they take a 15 minute break, and then they take another break at lunchtime. One break, one 15 minutes in four hour period of time. If you're a manager of a group, I would demand that of all of your trainers. Anyone you bring in, I would tell them that this is the way you want the
0: format set up. Don't be afraid to push that individual who you're giving money to, to train your people. Oh yeah, and as a leader too, make sure you tell people, hey, I'm putting in this training for a reason. Right. Don't set up everybody to go through two days of training and then have some massive project due on the third day, right? That they're not going to get done, right? So you know you've got to set people up for success and give them a framework for it. So make sure you have realistic expectations. Say I'm going to I'm pulling you out of the world for a day or for two days, and I'm going to treat you like that, and then we'll reset. Don't don't set up conflicting priorities for your staff. All right.
1: Okay, uh, making it stick. Uh, <laughs> Studies show that only 18 to 20% of the people who attend a training class actually use what they learn in class. So that means there's 80 percent of the people who just went and uh, they took a day off yeah, and basically they were vacationers. Yeah. Uh, and it was great. I got away from, I got away from my desk. I got away from the hectic, you know, the you know, pace of everything going on. Didn't have to return a lot of emails, make a lot of phone calls. I sat there in a training program. And so one of the things I always recommend, and, and you've been on the front line, and I know we've talked about this a little bit, is that I believe that as part of that making it stick, the manager needs to be responsible. I mean, it's one thing bringing in programs and letting people go through, but if the people up the top don't know what's going on and what the objectives were, what the learning should have been, um, then you've got a problem. And so I always recommend is that at the end of the training program, I tell people, go back tomorrow morning and spend 10 to 15 minutes with your manager and tell them what you learned. Okay. It would be great if the manager had some advanced knowledge of what they were going to learn, either through some sort of session with the person or the group that's delivering the training to say, okay, here's the objectives that we're teaching them or the new technology, here's what you should expect from them, and maybe even providing them some coaching tips because you know, what's it, the old adage? If in order to change a habit, create it, to add a new habit, eliminate an old habit, you have to do something for 21 straight days. After yeah. 21 straight days, it's comfortable. But after another 21 straight days, it becomes a habit. So whatever people are going through in training, you've got 42 days before it, quote unquote, sticks. Yeah. And so, what are managers doing? And that's one of the things that I see most companies don't
0: do. Yeah, and I think it's you know. You, Having managers just have kind of a Cliff's notes version of the training probably isn't enough. Right. You know, I think make sure the managers have the training so they actually know the material. No, in fact, one of the comments I get on
1: evaluations form is, has my manager been through this training? Yeah. Because I found it so valuable, and obviously, my manager needs to be through this training.
0: Well, I can't think of enough times when you, you kind of go to a town hall meeting or whatever, and the CEO or whatever stands up and says, I need everybody to complete that training on safety or whatever it is and because it needs to get done that's bad leadership right. we are having the leaders should come up and say here's the reason we're doing this training this is why this is important this is important because it's going to help us do x y and z this gets back to kind of our video on the mission and vision right here's how this ties into what we're doing and so many leaders are just like look man and you know and by god you do not want to get the email that says you're on the bad list mm-hmm. how is that an incentive for training Right. Here's why we do the compliance training. This is why compliance is important. This is why we do sales training. These are why, there's reasons we're doing these trainings, because we think in a, in a good leader, if you want accountability, you want it to stick, right? frame it. Don't just, you know, throw some poor schmuck trainer up in front of your room for a whole, you know, a hundred people. poor schmuck. Well, <laughs> you've been putting in training for out of context, right? right? Yeah. You know, you go to this training. What's the context? Go to the training. Right right give people a reason make sure you're doing things that are tied back to the mission and vision of the company because that builds context for why this will stick Mm -hmm. i'm teaching you this because i want you to do this because the company's trying to do this that's how you make training valuable give it some context right and also make sure you know the material right make sure you've been through it otherwise you know the staff employees can see fake a mile away, and mm-hmm. they will find it, and they will call you out on it, and you'll pay for it next time you send it to
1: And one of the things I find is, when a manager does take a training program with his or her employees, all of a sudden the training becomes different right. because they're sitting in this program with me, right. and so. If the manager has the opportunity, I would say sit through a training program. Even if there's going to be multiple training programs, you don't have to sit through all of them, but sit through one of those training programs on that subject, so that the word gets out that you did sit through that training program. Yeah.
0: Perfect. All right. Yeah. So, what did you learn today? Uh, what I learned today, I would say, you know, a big takeaway for me out of today's work was just this idea of making training work for the employee. You know, providing context, giving them opportunities to get their work done and making that deal to say, you pay attention for 45 minutes, as you said, and then I'll give you 15. Set up people for success, make the training valuable. That's really my key take. Yeah and, and see in in training after 30 years one of the things
1: uh, sometimes training is considered to be the solution to solve all problems. So we're going to put our people through training and then everyone just sits back and, and just waits for it to happen yeah. but success just doesn't happen magically. Success has to be planned for it and so in the topics that we talked about we need to inform people why we're going, why we're putting them through the training, what we want them to get out of it. Right. We want to be able to make, to give, to set them up to, for success by giving them the time, either at the front end, or if, it re, if a program requires a pre-work, that they yeah. have time at work to do it. That we're not requiring them to do that pre-work at home at night, taking away from family time. And then, as you indicated, uh, setting them up at the back end, where the day after they come back from training, don't have a big report that's due. Right. Make sure that you put that training in a spot where where it can be done, and then when, you know making it stick. That's part of success. Also, is to make sure you're getting a return on investment, and you, it's got to stick in order to get that return on investment. Otherwise, what I always tell people is take that money that you're going to put on training and just take. Your employees out to dinner. Uh, they'll have a lot, they'll have a lot of fun. <laughs> they really, they, they'll talk to each other. They'll do networking and they'll probably get a lot more out of that dinner than they would out of training if you don't do everything before that. But do the training first. But do the, yes. do the yeah, training. Yeah. And yeah. Find lunch. There no. you go. Good. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. Uh, if you liked our video, go ahead and click the like button, subscribe to it, so you know when the next uh, podcast comes out. Uh, and with that, uh, have a great day. I'm Luke Quinto. Greg Anderson. Thanks.